In 2019, I attended my first in-person leadership retreat. I wasn't excited to go at first because frankly, I prefer staying at home in my comfortable bubble. I went nonetheless, and on day two of this 2019 retreat, I had an epiphany that an in-person experience, disconnected from the world, in a setting that stimulates revelation is the key to complete leadership development. That is what I was experiencing. Since then, our Leading Saints team has been researching other retreats, and we are finally ready to offer our Gathering Saints retreat experiences. These are in-person getaways where we gather in a physical location around the world, disconnect from our busy lives, and take a few days to connect with God as we learn to develop as individual leaders. These experiences are for individuals with no official leadership title, and even those with a formal leadership role. These retreats typically take place in beautiful wilderness locations, and we are also organizing church history trips where we create developmental experiences in historic church settings like Kirtland, Nauvoo, and Independence. For more information about the next retreat, visit leadingsaints.org gathering, or click the link in the show notes. That's leadingsaints.org gathering, or click the link in the show notes. Hey, if you're a newbie to Leading Saints, it's important that you know, what is this Leading Saints thing? Well, Leading Saints is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping Latter-day Saints be better prepared to lead. And the way we do that is through content creation. So we have this phenomenal podcast, we have a newsletter, we have virtual conferences, so much more. And articles on our website, I mean, I could go on and on, right? <laughs> and we encourage you to uh, jump in, check out Leading Saints, uh, go to the search bar at leadingsaints.org and, and type in some topics and see what pops up. We're just glad you're here to join us. Today, I have the unique opportunity of being in the same room with uh, international voice here, uh, John Deacon from, uh, what do you say? I, I mean, Durham, UK, yeah. or where are you from, John? <laughs> so Durham in the UK. Durham so in the, the UK. The largest city is Newcastle, okay. which is about half an hour north. And Newcastle, I mean, I guess everywhere is a big soccer town or football town. Football, uh, yeah. And they got a team. and Yeah, yeah, that's what they're mostly famous for. Apparently now they're the richest club in the world. Really? Uh, across all sports, apparently. Wow. So yeah, that's that's Newcastle United. That's what they're famous for. Um, but traditionally, shipbuilding, coal mining area, northeast of England. Uh-huh. So about an hour from the, the Scotland border. So, and we just had a wonderful lunch together. And uh, so you're going to say a lot of things, maybe you already said at lunch, but just pretend like we never went to lunch so that yeah, everybody yeah. can be circled in here. But sure. So what, why are you in Utah? So we, we try and get across to you. When I say we, my wife and, and two children, uh-huh. we get across as, as often as we can. We've got a lot of friends here. We've got some family in California. We, we like to visit. So yeah, it's usually just visiting friends, family here in Utah, uh, taking in the sights, going to different temples, going to Moab and, whitewater rafting and all that kind of fun stuff. Cool. So, yeah. 
Awesome. And I love the, I love that your last name is Deacon. Obviously that's in the Bible and whatnot, but you know, in our faith tradition, that's, uh, c- comes with uh, a unique uh, background to that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So yeah, we would often have that, you know, as Deacon's corn president and you're yeah. like president Deacon Deacon and then serving in the state presidency, president Deacon. And how does that work? So there's a few people who are maybe new to the church thought that president Deacon was a, was a title. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just a title stroke name. So yeah, it is quite unique, I guess. Yeah. Or, or when they say the deacons are getting rowdy at church, you're not sure what they mean. They, well, no, we knew exactly what they meant. <laughs> That's awesome. It reminds me of, and I think he was, he was English. Um, this was years ago. I interviewed, I, and I forget the details, but his last name was Coffee. And okay. I'm like, man, what a great like Nate, last name for a Latter-day Saint. I think he was a convert too. So it's like, I, he was Bishop Coffee, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. It could have been an elder. Serving a mission would have been interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and you've served in the stake presidency. Yeah. Served in the stake presidency in, in the Sunderland stake from 2011 to 2020. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nine years. And you, as we were talking, you weren't a bishop before, you weren't in a bishopric. So no. what do you, what's the story behind you getting called to that role? Yeah. So I hadn't served in a bishopric before. I served in a high council before, elders come present in, in various other ward-based callings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it came along and there was the usual interviews that were taking place and, and I wasn't even being interviewed. Because you weren't on the high council at no. the time? No, I was okay. I was serving in uh, in young men's uh, at the time in the ward. So you you had state conference coming up, state just con- another, another another state, state conference. conference for you. We knew things yeah. were changing, but that's not going to affect anything from from our perspective. So I went to the the leadership session, and then I just had a feeling on the way home, even though I wasn't part of the interview process, that my phone just had to be in my hand. And when it, it didn't ring, but when I got home, my wife was was all dressed in her Sunday clothes. And she said, um, have you received a call? And I said, no, what, what, what do you mean? She said, we've got to go back up to the, the stake center. Oh my goodness. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so we went back up and it was uh, Elder Cause, now Bishop Cause, oh, cool. who, who was visiting at the time. And uh, he said, you're, 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 and I can't do a French accent, <laughs> but he, he said, your, your name has came up a few times in, in uh, recommendations here, but you weren't on the list to, to be interviewed. So we, we wanted to speak to you and your, and your wife. And um, so they did that. They asked my wife a really interesting uh, question, which was, is your husband the same man in the home as he is at the pulpit? And I thought that was a oh, really cool. telling question. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and, great. Uh, thankfully, my wife lied through her teeth and said that I was. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, then they called me as a, as a counselor on the state presidency. And that lasted for, for nine years until uh, October, 2020. Wow. So did you have much interaction with the state president before that, that you served with? Uh, yeah, yeah, we knew each other. Um, we were a similar age, so we were both young. He was, oh. he was 32, 33 at the time. Uh, thankfully, the other counselor was an old hand and uh-huh. he knew exactly what to do. Keep to you keep in us, line. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and he did, he really did. And um, so, so yeah, we, we knew each other beforehand. When we say a stake, it's not like maybe like you have here in Utah, uh, Nothing's like Utah, I'm afraid. Like Utah, yeah. <laughs> thank thank goodness. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you're an active priesthood holder, uh, other active priesthood holders would probably know who you were. As yeah. Well. Okay. And, and you, you probably had some type of leadership role, either in a presidency or bishopric or something at some point. Uh, yeah. 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 People would always know who you were, or yeah. you would know them, and and things. So, he, he'd obviously recommended me. And, and apparently, according to Elder Cause, the, 
my name had came up a few times for my sins. <laughs> Must have said a few things right in the gospel doctrine class once. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, that was, uh, that was back in 2011. And uh, yeah. Yeah, spent nine years together. And what did that stake present? Was he a bishop or did he have much experience? Yeah, or? no, he was bishop at the time he was okay. called. Nice. Um, and the other member of the presidency, he was on the previous stake presidency yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm always in, um, encouraged by stories like yours where, because sometimes, you know, a new stake presidency or bishopric's called. And I mean, I think most of the world could probably guess who's it going to be. And of course, mm. I believe in the revelatory process and all that. But sometimes I think we default to really safe um, safe individuals who we know have a history of leading and that they're not mm. going to do anything too crazy. So to say, we're going to give John a go at this, you know, mm. and, and mm. the inspiration's there and, and, uh, you walk in there with not much experience, but, uh, can still do a good job. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, um, <laughs> and doing a good job. Other than your experience. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I think I came from a large family as well, Kurt. And I think my, my dad was a state president back in the 1980s. Uh-huh. So um, I think, a few people may have just seen, well, this is President Deacon's son. Of course, he's he's he's, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. yeah. He wears a white shirt anyway. <laughs> um, so so maybe the thought along those lines. And and actually just just, just on that, I remember going into the MTC in, in London as a as a young missionary. And we we stayed in the uh, accommodation center, and I think it was maybe 30 of us there. But the MTC president knew my parents pretty well. They were good friends. President Robeson, who, who was a track athlete, and my dad was a track athlete. And so they, hmm. they hit it off from a leadership perspective. And um, so when they found out that President Deacon's son is coming to the MTC, they thought, this is wonderful. This is going to be such a lovely, wonderful young man. And so <laughs> I, I came along and there was one night while we were there that um, we were playing cricket. Like yeah, baseball, I've, I've yeah. seen in the movies. Yeah, yeah. but we're playing the, <laughs> we're playing this in the dormitory in the in the accommodation centers. That that wasn't allowed. And one of the teachers is banging on the door, and I just said, "Look, just stay quiet, just stay quiet." But everybody bursts out laughing, and you know. So anyway, we we get in there the next day, and I was the ringleader of this. Bearing in mind, we get in the MTC the next day, and President Robeson just goes crazy on us. Uh-huh. You know, he just like. You know, you, you're meant to be missionaries, you're servants of the Lord now, you need to put away those childish behaviors. So, he, and I was thinking, do I kind of go up there and confess that I'm the ringleader to this? There wasn't really an opportunity, but as we were filing out, I was the last one to file out and Sister Robeson got a hold of me and just said, we know you wouldn't have had anything to do with that last night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was, she only said that because of my parents, uh-huh, you yeah. know, and the relationship that, that she had with them is that President Deaconson couldn't possibly have been involved in such scandalous behavior <laughs> as playing cricket at midnight. And so I guess there was people in the, in the stake who, who maybe just thought, well, it's President Deaconson, everything's, everything's all right yeah. with him. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's funny. Well, redemption's real. You're, I'm sure that sin has been, uh, been taken care of, right? Just about. Yeah. <laughs> just about. Um, and then, uh, and then there's so many directions I want to go, but you have a really interesting calling now. And we're, we're going to, let's just leave this as sort of groundwork and then we'll bounce around with some principles and whatnot. But so you got released from the state presidency and you sort of think, man, and, and you know, what's next, right? Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what happened and tell us about your current calling. Yeah. So released from the state presidency and, and clearly then there's rumors because the state president was my bishop. And so there was clearly, he wasn't going to carry on as, as bishop and the usual Oh, cultural yeah, yeah. rumor mills kind of start and, and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I, I remember hearing somebody say, I think it was uh, Elder Johnson uh, who, who once said uh, in response to a question, like you've worked so hard, you served so hard all your years, 
um, why do you do that? And he says, well, I'm, I made the decision when I got baptized. This, this is what I do. And, and I kind of, I recognize that it resonates with me, uh-huh. what he said there. So whatever calling came along, it, it came along, but I wasn't expecting the calling that did come along, which was about four weeks after the, the release. Um, one of the, the 70 asked for a Zoom call with, with me and my wife. And uh, we, we, we agreed to the Zoom call. We had the call and uh, there's a little bit of small talk and you kind of, okay, get, get over this. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> what's this about? Yeah. And so he, um, he then said, we would like you to serve as, the, uh, as a counselor on the pageant presidency. And I was like, okay, so what's, what's that? Yeah. You know, I, I'd be into- And if for, for us Americans, if we missed, that's the, the pageant uh, yeah, presidency. This pageant isn't some presidency. like unique city uh, branch presidency or not the pageant city. Yeah, this is yeah. a pageant, right? Pageant, yeah, the pageant. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's the, the, the British pageant. There's only three pageants. And, and I think once people found out what I was doing, the, the first question was like, aren't pageants canceled? Yeah, yeah. That was the first yeah. question that, that I would usually get. So yeah, that, that was about four weeks after I was released on the state presidency that that call came. And there's been a lot of interesting experiences during that time as well. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe not too many people realize this, but there are three pageants that are still going on that are going to continue to go on, yeah. right? And those are which ones? So the, the British pageant, the Nauvoo pageant, and the Mesa one. Gotcha. All others aren't supported and are discouraged from, from the yeah. church. And so where does the, the English pageant take place? That takes place on the site of the Preston Temple. Okay. And how so far is that from you? From me, that's about two and a half hour drive. Okay. Um, the other members of the presidency, that's about a five hour drive for one and about an hour's drive for another. Nice. So just maybe, I mean, most people, even myself sitting at lunch, I'd never really understood the dynamics of a pageant presidency member. So how would you articulate this calling to a Latter-day Saint audience? Like what does it start? Yeah. So, so I think the first thing to, to recognize is that myself and the other members of the presidency, we, we do not have a theatrical background at all. Um, I think the last thing that I, no, actually I, I remember doing a road show. Oh, and perfect. I, I won best actor award in oh, 2002, nice. I think it was something like that. Um, but that, that was it. That was the extent of any involvement. I'm not even musically minded, love music, but can't play an instrument, can't sing. Um, and, and the same with the, the rest of the presidency, the better singers than I am, but that, that's about it. So it was, it was more about providing spiritual leadership and uh, allowing people who we would call as finance directors, creative directors, communications, empowering them to do, to do their roles. And that yeah. was, that was really fundamental to, to any success that we, we have had and will have in, in the calling. Yeah. So how many, how many weeks out of the year does the pageant actually take place? So two weeks uh, that it takes place, those who are involved uh, from a casting point of view, it will be the week prior to that as well. So effectively three solid weeks okay. for those involved. Um, they usually have over the course of the two weeks, about 25,000 people will, will visit. Uh, the marquee holds about 2,000, so about 2,000 per a performance. Yeah. But with it being on the, on the temple site as well, Kurt, that's, that's really quite unique in terms of uh, the saints in the UK being able to gather in one area, and certainly mm. the the significance of gathering at a in the shadow of the temple is is yeah. pre- pretty special. Now I've been to the old Manti pageant, and there's a hill, and so it makes for a great sort of stage. Is it a similar setup that they're on a hill, or how does no? It work? It's uh, it's inside, and oh, okay. good reason for that. In England, <laughs> it rains. <laughs> you can't. You don't know when it's going to yeah, rain. Exactly, it's probably yeah. going to rain, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, we we do it in a marquee, and. Um, 
yeah, so there's a there's a uh, probably going to be a central stage audience on on either side, almost like an amphitheater feel. And is this um, like a theater built by the church that is for the only the pageant? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. um, we, we'll obviously th- this will be the third pageant the British pageant has has had. Okay. Uh, so we'll so this is relatively new. Yeah, it's relatively new. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. the you know Camorra and Manti's like since the beginning of time. Exactly. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this this will be the third time it's been held in, oh, in okay. Britain. So yeah, it's pretty new from that perspective. So we've a lot of the the staging and, and even costumes and things have been stored. So we'll just reuse a lot uh-huh. of that. Yeah. Um, so are you the first part of the first presidency? That's so that comes outward. <laughs> part of the 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 very first of all presidencies that have actually done this for this pageant? No. So the, there's been two more. So there's one 2014, one 2017. Okay. So that had separate presidencies for gotcha. that as well. And the same structure exists for Mesa and, and Nauvoo. Uh, they would have separate pageant presidencies for, for those. Gotcha. We, we have limited contact with with them, sometimes sharing a good practice and things, but limited contact. Yeah. Now there's a lot of members of the church, maybe even local members who think, you know, why why are we doing pageants? Like we yeah. are a church, we're not a, uh, you know, if people want to go, uh, go see a play, they, there's wonderful options in London to go see a play, right? So yeah. um, what, how would you summarize, like what's the purpose or mission of, of these pageants or, or of your pageant? Yeah, I think... There's one, there's one key reason, and this is the reason why the, the brethren authorize them to take place. And, and you're right, there, there's people who just say, why are we doing this? There's so many needs that our members have and non-members have as well in the UK. Why are we, in their minds, putting on a show? Right. And and I think it's, well, I know it's it's a lot more than, than just that. And the reason the First Presidency have authorized this is for any other program, for any other activity that might be put on is to bring souls to Christ. Yeah, This is just a vehicle. And I think those involved in the pageant, we, we need to clear, clearly understand what that is, that this isn't something in and of itself, that this is purely just, just a vehicle to increase testimony, to increase faith, to increase um, family togetherness, and ultimately to bring souls to, to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. If it's not that, then we've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like a clear, like formal process of obtaining referrals at the the pageant? Like are are the missionaries passing out referral cards or or how does that work? Again, it's something that you've got to be um, getting that fine balance of proselytizing and, and, and welcoming. So we were in the, the, um, uh, family history center in Salt Lake a a few days ago. I think they do that really well. You know, there's a, there's that balance there. Yeah. Uh, nobody's coming along and asking you to, you know, make any commitments for a visit or, or anything like that. So um, the missionaries are involved. So it'll be mainly the Manchester mission that they would be involved with with this, and other missions in the UK as well. And imagine for a missionary, it's a great, you know, invite a, someone investigating the church. I mean, what a great yeah, opportunity! Right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And certainly for the local in in Preston as well, the local yeah. schools and community groups that exist there. Um, so no is the answer really that we're not having missionaries there who are handing out, you know, pass yeah. along cards and things, but certainly they are there ready to engage if the opportunity is there. Yeah. Um, and imagine even for a baptized member, a great spiritual uplifting opportunity to be, become closer to Jesus Christ yeah. through that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we, we went as, as just audience members to the last two pageants and we absolutely loved it. 
but we didn't understand all the things that went on behind the scenes. We never, never really thought about that. Yeah. It, um, it was just always there and yeah, it, it works, just right? There, just like was, on Sunday we show up, it's like, oh, there's always sacrament bread and water yeah, and chairs are out. Yeah. <laughs> it just works. Yeah. It just happens. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we were that naive that, uh, of all the efforts and work that had gone into to, to planning and, and, and hosting such a thing. So, so we enjoyed that as, as audience members. Um, and, and I think like what you say, Kurt, there is, there's, there's clearly members who will come, they'll bring family members who perhaps aren't active or are non-members themselves. And we need to not justify, justify is the wrong word, but we need to look and actually, is this worthwhile? Is, is this really bringing people to the savior? Mm-hmm. How you measure that is, is quite difficult. Do you get them just to, you know, punch a happy face sign on the way out? <laughs> That's not, yeah. not really going to do it. So um, is there anything you do to measure that or measure anything? Yeah. We, again, that's close engagement with, with the mission. Oh yeah. The Manchester yeah, mission. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, leadership feedback and, and what have you as well, that would need to come through, through the stakes afterwards, during and after. Uh, so we, we'd need to look at that. And the, the, the brethren are, are, are keen. They've used this word transformational. And is this going to be something that is transformational? Uh, or is this just going to be something that's just another thing uh, that might be uh, heavy on resource and Oof. cost and, and things like that? So yeah. So I got to underscore that leadership principle there. What a great question to ask with, you know, it's like we do the chili cook-off every year and maybe let's sit down this year and say, is this really transformational? And either is there something else we can do or what can we do to make sure it is transformational rather than, well, people just seem to like it. So yeah. let's just do it, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, you know, it's there's a balance there because we've got to respect what great work previous pageant presences right. have done. And they did. Absolutely fantastic. And we're we're building on the, the legacy that they've that they've left there as well. Um, but yeah, that, that word does keep coming through in our presidency meetings and in our board meetings, transformational. Yeah. And that, again, resonates with me just thinking, why are we doing this? Yeah. Is this, is this real? Is this something that we should be making more trans? Is what we're doing there? Is that, is that going to be transformational? I remember sitting in a seminar, a business seminar years ago, and there was an Olympic uh, rower athlete there. And uh, they would often ask the question, if somebody had an idea, well, will it make the boat go faster? That, that was the, the question. And if it didn't, they didn't entertain it. Yeah. If it did, and even if it was something unique, it was strange or it was a bit obscure, but it made the boat go faster, then let's do it. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing that we, we try and engage with as, as a leadership team is, is this going to be transformational? Uh, will this have a, a key impact? What kind of impact will that have? If, it, if not, then let's just park it. Let, yeah. Let's not do it. Or maybe we need to address it another time because we're not seeing it from the right perspective. But yeah, it's got to be transformational. Yeah. And it sounds like it is reaching that mark to some extent and you're keep yeah. going. Right? So, yeah, certainly for me, it's yeah, been yeah. transformational, Good. This, Good. This, this journey. Yeah. And I think I can speak on behalf of the other presidency members and, and know that it's been transformational for, for them as well. Yeah. For those that have been involved in, in previous pageants, they kind of like nod, kind of like, yeah, we know. We know this is transformational and kind of pat us on the head and thinking, yeah, don't get too excited because we just know this is special you yeah. know, and we're, we're learning that. Yeah. And what's the, um, in like two minutes or less, what's like the plot or the story that's told during the pageant? Yeah. So the, the story effectively is the, uh, the, the missionaries visiting the, the UK and it's set in the Preston area as well, mm-hmm. predominantly. So Heber C. Kimball plays a, a key role in, in the pageant. Uh, it, it leads through and it shows some of the reformers, so Martin Luther and, and Tyndale and, and, and these characters very briefly, but it leads into then the missionaries arriving on, on the shores of the UK. 
and then the first baptisms that took place and the stories around that. And everything's taken from individual journals as well. Because you've got to be careful when putting something together like this. Thankfully, this wasn't my task. We've got some unbelievable talented individuals involved in this. And it's a musical, right? So, no, no, oh, it's, it's, not, not, okay. it's not a musical. It's um, There's one hymn at the end, okay. uh, Redeemer of Israel, which I've never heard sang like you hear the, the pageant oh, cast cool. and, and choir sing this. It's it's phenomenal. Um, and is it, I remember, I think the Manti pageant, there's, it's so large and that it was uh, like dubbed over. So the characters would pretend like they're speaking, okay. but they're not really speaking. But this, Yeah, this is live, purely okay. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, it's purely live and and so it's it's focusing on maybe two or three families and taking things from their journals clearly there's there's no there's no added dramatization on uh-huh. that some timings might be you know, but yeah. from a doctrinal perspective and from a historical perspective, this this has got to be right. So similar to the saints' books that are coming exactly. out, they really try and not you know get out of out of bounds of exactly, the history, yeah. what the history says. Right? Yeah, and my understanding with saints is it's, it's quite similar. Excuse me, quite similar in that they had to have the historians, qualified historians, but they also had a creative team. Yeah, that's and, cool. and it's I guess the same where where we are concerned. Nice. And then how long does it last? About an hour. An hour. Just, okay. just over an hour. Um, and I'm not, I'm not doing any spoilers in this, but, um, <laughs> there's a, there's a special time and, and it's, I'm not necessarily an emotional person, but when I was at the previous two pageants, there's a moment at the end, the last two or three minutes, um, where yeah, tears are shed by most people who are in there. Wow. It's, it's, it's a pretty powerful experience. That's cool. That's cool. And then did you say like the Nauvoo pageant does the same story every other day during their pageant? Yeah. Is that right? So that, yeah, that's, that's my understanding is that it's, um, I'm not sure if it's every other day, but certainly it's, it's interspersed with the traditional Nauvoo pageant, Okay, but they also have the, the British pageant. Gotcha. So if people have seen the British pageant in Nauvoo, you've seen the same production. Exactly. But yeah, yours yeah. is better. Let's of be Of course. Yeah. A different, <laughs> different setting and, and what have you as well. Like it's in the shadow of the Preston Temple, which is, nice. I think is, is very special. Nice. Um, we, we do have some of the same people who are involved in the Nauvoo pageant involved in, in ours as well mm-hmm. in, in the UK. Um, and, and even applications for people who want to be involved, volunteer and, uh, and be part of the cast. Yeah. And that's yeah. A, a unique dynamic that yeah. you don't, you know, choose who to call to these callings. You take applications, right? So- yeah. That is a unique dynamic. Yeah. So we've got a, as a structure, we've got a, a board of directors who we, we called and we, we set apart and, and I think there's eight of them, um, and then people who are reporting into them, there's all kinds of volunteers of health and safety and security and accommodation and family liaison and, and things like this. Uh, but typically for the, the core cast, the, there is people who are applying for this. They will be also set apart by their local bishops if, okay. if they're going to be involved for the duration of the pageant timeline. And so they won't be released from if they're serving on a bishopric or, you know, really society presidency or something like that, they, they wouldn't be released because this will just be for a, a short period of time. Um, but they are still set apart by, yeah. from their bishops to do this. So, yeah, you, you'll have a number of applications coming through. How many do you, do you, do you, do you know, have so a rough for the, number? For the core cast, um, I think for the core cast, so that this is going to be people with, with lines in the script, um, a, a, a named character. I think there was about 150 for okay. that. And how many named characters um, are there? I think there is about 20. Okay. You know, so there's there's going to be 
again, I'm, I'm saying think. It yeah. just shows that I'm kind of hands off here. <laughs> We've got people who can do. Who can what are you doing that. there exactly? exactly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because we, at, at the same time I was called, my my nephew, who's just a few years younger than I am, was called to serve as, as bishop in, in in my home ward. And uh, he, <laughs> he he had this thought of, wow, okay, so I'm, I'm called as a bishop now. I'm going to be dealing with people with with all kinds of issues, marriage breakups, um, pornography addictions, and pretty <laughs> serious things. And and then he turned and he says, but John, I guess you're just putting on a show. <laughs> and so it was said tongue in cheek, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that was, it was taken in, in, in good faith. But uh, again, that, that's uh, going back to what you said about perception. That is a perception that, that yeah. some people may have. So we just put on a show. We've got all kinds of needs here in the UK, like we have in every other country in the world. Um, but we're putting on a show. And I guess it's just that understanding of this is a vehicle to bring souls to, to the yeah. Savior and bring them closer to, to yeah. heaven. So um, applications are coming in for both yeah. the, the speak, the main parts, the lead parts, I don't know if you call them, and then yeah. the ensemble or whatever yeah, that it would yeah. be. Yeah, so applications have come in. Um, so we would have some of our, our board members would strategically place themselves around the UK. So a lot of traveling uh, that they would go to, they would just do it at stake centers in Ireland, in Scotland, in the South of England, the North of England. The like Midlands. tryouts type thing? Or? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So these would be people who would just come along randomly. Uh -huh. Um, and yeah, so they're effectively tryouts. They would be given parts of the script. They would read through the script and then they would be shortlisted. And so invited for callbacks. And then we had a central location for the callbacks people to come. And that was a special experience in and of itself. Um, so we as a presidency were there. The, the callbacks are, are scheduled. And the pageant is happening in, in August 2022. And everybody's there and are all excited. And these people who are turning up for the callbacks, they, these, are, these are already engaged. So this is the type of audience that you don't have to say a great deal to, for them just to be like loving what you're saying, you know, <laughs> which is really nice. And uh, so they, they, they just, they just love the gospel. They love the Lord and they love being involved in, in the pageant because they have in some cases been involved previously or certainly heard about it and how effective it can be for them in their lives. So we, we have the callbacks and then from the callbacks, the team will get together. They, they'll look at, all the things that creative people do, uh -huh. <laughs> the projecting the voice correctly and, and all those things that I don't really understand. Right, right. In fact, and, they'd, they'd appreciate if you stood out of the room yeah, while they yeah. did that. Well, this is, it's a funny thing, Kurt, because they, <laughs> they, they have that. And um, But as, as a presidency, we, we effectively have to approve that as, I guess, the ecclesiastical leaders yeah. of, the, of the pageant. Uh, but when we've got people like Alex McKenzie-Johns and people like Sue Arnold and people like Rachel Pratt who are involved in, in, in know the pageant and the script inside out and what the characters need to look like, sound like, and be like, then, you know, that's, we, we rely on their judgment massively. Another great leadership, and, like just the empowering those yeah. according to their abilities and the, the talents that they have and yeah. not, not getting in there and, and, you know, mudding up the waters, right? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's my view on leadership generally is they're called, yeah. they're, they're called. So allow them to fulfill their calling. And clearly it's probably a little bit easier to do this because these are also in their personalized professional people in, in what they do from a creative point of view. Um, so it's a little bit easier to place trust in, in people who are so, so talented in those areas, they know exactly what they need. Uh, if these were just some random people we'd, we'd called perhaps that trust wouldn't be there, but that same principle needs to exist, doesn't it, in leadership? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that empowerment of, 
let's let's call somebody because of all the talents, the gifts that they might have and the revelation that might have been received, but then not allow them to function in that calling. That drives me crazy when I when I hear or, sure. or see that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you know what? In, in mistakes, I'm sure they'll they'll be the first to admit. I'm not aware of any, but they'll probably look back and think they've made some some errors themselves. We certainly have as a presidency, but that's all part of it. Yeah, that, that's all part of the growth. That's all part of the experience that we have. Yeah, but yeah, we rely on them heavily. W- w- one of the key things actually, Kurt, was when it was announced on. Um, I was going to say LDS.org, Church of Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> .org. Uh-huh. Um, it, uh, we as a presidency, and it was put on the, the UK Facebook page and things. There was some comments that were coming on. Oh, okay. So the presidency, three white males. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go again, right. type of thing. Right. And, um, w- and when I looked at that, I didn't even think of that. And I thought, does the presidency really need to be you know, male, firstly? Can this not be a, a yeah. female? Presidency? And so, like the you know the, the word mission leader or Sunday school presidency, that's sort of been the ongoing debate. Yeah. Like, does this really have yeah, to be yeah. a priesthood calling? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's no keys involved as a as a presidency. Uh, those that have called us, yes, but but with us, no. So why can't this just be a female presidency? And they'll probably do a better job than than, than we certainly would. Um, and so. Yeah, that, that, that came up. And it wasn't until we, I looked in a little bit more detail as to maybe what, why is that necessarily the case? But during the, the pageant workshops and during that time, we will uh, preside and, and conduct sacrament meetings. Um, there'll, there'll be other involvement with, with other priesthood leaders that would require you know, priesthood involvement, right. as it were, yeah. uh, priesthood holder involvement. Um, but I get that that's a valid point and that might well change in the future. I don't know. I would certainly yeah. sustain that if it, if it did sure. happen. Um, but right now, this is the direction of the going. But right? this is what yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it's 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 good to be mindful of that. We The, the detail of this, the, the hard work of this, the, the, the creative aspect, decision-making processes, these are mainly done by these talented females and males that, right. that we have uh, as members of the board and, and other members of the team. But it's written by a female. Um, it's uh, effectively rolled out. It's produced. It's, uh, yeah, it, we take their lead in a yeah. lot of cases, let me yeah. tell you. So, but this is a full-time year-round calling. So yeah. most people think, well, the pageant's over. Like, what, what do you yeah, do now? Yeah. So <laughs> that, that's one of the things, Kurt. This one isn't over. We It was scheduled for August 2022. And um, I think it was back in March. So I mentioned before about the callbacks. So we had all the people come to a central location and I can't remember how many people were there, but it was, there's was a good number of people there. And we filled this, the, the hall in, in, uh, in the Midlands in, in the UK. And we found out on that Friday night that this was going to be postponed. And we've clearly, like I said before, we've got this engaged people there. They're ready and they are so on fire and ready to. And this is when uh, this passed? So, yeah. So this is just March just gone. Oh, okay. In so, March, okay. Yeah. And uh, the reason that it was postponed, there's just a number of things that were just really, is creating a perfect storm for this to, the need for this to be postponed. Uh, oh, clearly, it's a European pageant as well. It's known as the British pageant, but it's the only one in, in Europe. Yeah. Um, Ukraine obviously started unfortunately oh, kicking yeah, yeah. off um we we had a cost of living crisis which is still ongoing in the uk and most parts of the world i believe where the cost of of things like fuel and every house household goods is just rocketed 
you know, yeah. so families are, are under pressure, under strain. And also because of COVID, there was a number of activities, especially for the youth that were postponed, but then are all happening at the same time. So it created this storm that we'd had to look at it as passionate as we were about taking this on, thinking, do we need to, to postpone this for maximum impact and, and sensitivities uh, as well? Uh, so we made the decision, we, we uh, kind of put this to the area presidency and said, look, this is something that we may need to reevaluate. And they agreed. Yeah. Uh, but with it already being authorized from the first presidency, then we just said, look, it's not canceled. It is clearly we just changed the date. Okay. So that momentum still exists. That uh, feeling should still exist. But that was hard news to break to a lot of those people. I who bet. Certainly made summer plans with family and relatives and uh, say, actually, this this isn't happening anymore. Yeah. But next year it, it So is. was it supposed to happen in July? So it was meant to happen in the first two weeks of August. Okay, gotcha. So now it just happened in the first two weeks of August of 2023. Okay. So, so. you postponed it one year and- Yeah. Same applications apply. You just so yeah. yeah. Clearly, we we wanted to continue on rather than this is a whole new pageant. We wanted to continue on that momentum that had already been built. Uh-huh. So those those callbacks on that day absolutely counted. So the core cast was still selected from from that. Uh, it just means they've got a lot more time to learn the lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, we're going to continue on as normal. There'll obviously be some some tweaks there along the way sure. to make this. And we're always evaluating that transformational aspect. But uh, yeah, it just continues on. It's just been postponed for a year. Nice. And do people apply from all over the world or? Yeah. So predominantly in the UK, because that's where the word goes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we've had applications from from here in the US. I think there was a few in Europe as well. Um, yeah. And a lot of the time it's like a family cast. And these people are often coming and it's their vacation, their holiday. They'll they'll come to England. They'll camp out for, for two weeks like Zion's camp. Yeah. They'll come, they'll camp out for two weeks and they'll be involved in the um, uh, the rehearsals for, for the pageant and their whole family's there. It's very family orientated. So they will have young children in the cast and the family cast and the ensemble. And so, yeah, people love being involved in it. And that, that was one thing I just didn't grasp that this, but one of the presidents he mentioned that this is... Um, he found out that the, the pageant was the best kept secret in the church. Yeah. I'm sure there's other secrets, but they're not a secret if we don't, if we don't know about them. So, um, and I get that because those who are involved just need to be involved again and have such a desire and have such a burning testimony of the pageant itself, which which is really good, really positive. We need people like that. But there's a danger to that as well in terms of a deeper testimony and what that needs to be founded on. And I'm not saying that these people don't have that foundational testimony of the Savior and in uh, the divinity of, of his work. And it's just based on the pageant. That's, I'm sure it's not the case. Yeah. It can be a danger of something that is so effective, so transformational for them that, you know, just, just sits there in the pageant every four years. Yeah. That's what it's all it about. It becomes about the pageant. Yeah. Not what the pageant is meant to be about. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which is just, like I said before, just a vehicle. That's yeah. all that this is. Um, as good as it is, uh, it is just a vehicle like any other thing in the, in the churches. Yeah. So in a 12 month period, how many people are, are actually involved between the cast, the, the board of directors, the everybody, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at a, of about 850, 900 volunteers. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, you, you can imagine when you're having that many people every day, about 2000 people coming on site every day, there's got to be protocols, there's got to be health and safety, all those fun things. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, you know, we've got to make sure we're doing things right. Uh, and then leading up to that from a, 
an engagement piece with the local community and again across the UK, not just internally within the church, but externally from a missionary perspective as well. So yeah, we've got to make sure all those things are are tied up. So it's not just that 850, 900 volunteers. There's obviously other people on top of that, like um, the church's PR department, the church's missionary department and, uh, and anybody else. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so if you're not the creative type, you're not in the, you know, you're not standing, I don't like how you read that. You said that line to redo it. You're not doing any of that. Uh, I mean, and obviously there's the decisions like, you know, do we postpone or not, or mm. that you're definitely involved with, but what else do you do? Like as that, that formal presidency there? Yeah. Yeah. We just sit back and, and go out for meals every now and again. No, <laughs> we, we, um, so oh, it's very easy to get involved in the, in the detail uh, of these things, but we have people who are called to to do that, to to do the detail. Fundamentally, our role is to is to provide spiritual leadership for the pageant. Yes, to make sure that um, everybody is is safe and that everybody has a has a good time and everybody who comes along and enjoys it as well. But how do we make that transformation from a spiritual point of view? Hmm. So there's a lot of, it's a wrong word because it sounds like a business word, but strategic work, if you know Uh what I mean by that, in terms of what we do there um, to make this the most positive experience. Because it it isn't just people turning up, seeing a show and leaving. How do we make it that it isn't that? Um, Both for people, the 900 involved in that, that this is a transformation experience for them to go home with. And this is a renewal for them. But then also everybody who's going to come, those 2000 people or so a day as well. So it's it's evaluating that, hopefully measuring that in the best possible way as well. Yes, there'll be some things that we need to authorize. We'll, we'll see some gaps that we need to call um, certain individuals. And again, we'll approach bishops and state presidents about availability for those things. So we would get involved in a lot of, of that aspect. And I guess we're there also as a uh, is a bit of a face to to the pageant as well as an interface to the area presidency who obviously interface directly with with the quorum of the twelve for that. So um, it, it's pretty varied. The last call yeah. that that I was on, um, I think it sounds really boring, but uh, <laughs> we we were looking at um, everybody that that applies. By the way, we we want them to have some kind of involvement within the pageant. It's it's pretty harsh for those who apply. And this is the dynamic that you talked about earlier on. It's, it's really interesting that where do you have people apply for a calling and then say, no, like a job interview almost, yeah. and say, you're not successful, but, but you are. And that's based purely on their interpretation of the character or their talent for that particular role. And that, that doesn't really happen in the church, does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unless you turn up, when a state reorganization is taking place on a Saturday and see some of these guys posturing. Yeah. <laughs> but, it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, otherwise it's um, yeah, it's, it's pretty unique and it's, it's just ensuring that those, those areas of, of having tactful conversations are taking place um, and that there is still some level of involvement for those people who may not have been successful in applying for a core cast role. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. So when, when someone is chosen for the cast, do does your presidency extend that calling or does it come through their local leaders? So no, the so they will have had engagement through the organization with uh, usually the, the creative director and the producers. Okay. So that would be through them. Uh, 
then we would get all the core cast together and then we'd have a, a meeting with them. And uh, again, it's it, what has fascinated me with this is that everything has been done in a um, in, in a spiritual type of way. When, when I say that, that sounds really cliched. It sounds really broad, <laughs> but we we like to set those foundations of why is it we're doing these things? What's, what's the spiritual purpose? What's the purpose of, of all of these things? So even when we have our meetings, I've never had spiritual thoughts that go on for like 45 minutes, you know, but that's setting the foundation, that's setting the platform for this meeting that might just be 25 minutes, half an hour long, but our spiritual thought and setting that foundation has been really key. Usually in world councils and state councils and things, it's, you know, somebody gives a random five minute thing yeah, yeah. from their personal study and we move on. This has been quite different for me is that um, we we really try and set out these these key principles through doctrine, yeah. through uh, a spiritual lens rather than just getting into the, the meat and the, and the thick of things. Yeah. And that's, I think that's been something that's been a big learn for, for me. It's really easy to get involved in the detail. Really yeah, easy. I bet. Um, and, and get lost in all of that. Yeah. And, so when someone is chosen, they are maybe get an email or message from some of the, the directors and the cast casting people. Yeah. Right. And then, and if they get a note, is it, they just sort of, you send out a bunch of no emails or and say, sorry, try again <laughs> we next try year. We try not to use email. We try not to use that. Okay. Um, you know, that, that personal aspect of it is, is, is important we feel. Uh, so yeah, it, it, but again, we still want them to have some level of involvement. They've got something to offer and they they want to offer. Uh, I don't think that it's it's anybody's role to say, you're not really for us. <laughs> right. There's something for everybody to, to do here. Um, it means we've got to find something, then we'll, we'll find it. So and, if they're not a, a, a role in the actual play, maybe you'll find another volunteer role that they can yeah. still participate in the pageant. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Nice. And it's pretty competitive. You know, the, these people who, who are now that core cast, you know, Again, I, I'm not an expert, but from what I have seen, they wouldn't be out of place in a in a professional theater, uh, you know, and performing in the West End and on Broadway in Chicago right. or something, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. And I imagine you do get some talent that are top notch that do could perform or have performed on the West End. Is that? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we have done certainly, um, certainly, whether it's professional or amateur, certainly have a good standard, have a high standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that from from my point of view just <laughs> right, doesn't yeah. look out of place at all. Um, certainly, the last pageant that I was at, I, I was blown away at the talent of yeah. effectively what our volunteers they're not paid for for doing this at all. Um, they just they just love being part of it and yeah. seeing them perform in that way. I've been to West End Productions, and from the untrained eye, this was the same. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe it for sure. And I got to get out there to see it. So yeah, you're more awesome. than welcome to. And I think Alex, who, who does it, uh, who has done a lot of professional performance uh, in theaters, uh, she said how we, we rehearse with these guys in such a short time frame that if she was to bring some of her professional friends to, to see the pageant and then for to her to turn to them afterwards and say, they only had this time frame to rehearse, they wouldn't believe it. Oh, wow. Um, and I think that's, again, that the Lord plays a part in this as yeah. well. And he is involved in the detail uh, of this, perhaps where ways of presence sometimes aren't. We've seen great examples of, of how he is involved in that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have always found that interesting how from a professional point of view and from a, uh, you know, this uh, cutthroat type of view that professionals might have, 
that we've got to get this done. We've got to get this. Especially in the approach. theater. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can imagine it's intense. pretty yeah, yeah. intense uh, that we, we haven't taken that approach, but at the same time, we've been able to, to put on something that's just as spectacular. Yeah. 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 That's especially. awesome. Any other principle or concept or story that comes to mind with uh, related to the pageant that, um, yeah. And, and then working together as a, as a presidency, again, that's, that, that's reflective of, um, working as a, as a stake presidency as well of, you know, we're from different backgrounds. I didn't know the other members of the presidency at all. We'd never met mm. before. I think one of us had been at the same wedding before and that was it. <laughs> um, but th- th- there's no background there. So we've all coming kind of fresh, not knowing each other and how each other work and trying to figure those, those things out. And uh, so that, that's that been pretty interesting. And that was the the opposite of that, serving in the state presidency of people that I that I knew and, and how to work that dynamic a little bit easier. Uh, but I think what's what we've allowed to do is allowed the Lord in that presidency and that, that's been really positive. Yeah. And I always feel sometimes, and I'll, I'll be honest now, I've said this to the other, the other guys in the presidency that, you know, tonight it's a nice sunny day and it's a, a lovely evening and I'm sitting here on a, on a Zoom call. Do I really want to be here? Um, it isn't until those times that we spend together as a presidency that, yeah, I do. I do want to be there. And the, the things that I'm able to, to learn from them and the feeling that exists, didn't think that would happen on a Zoom call, but it, it does for us. And it's been, it's been a pretty special time and, and, and getting that dynamic where we were brothers. You know, we, we feel like we are brothers together, the, the, us as a, as a presidency. And all experienced men, they all, they all know what they're doing a lot more than I do. And uh, it's it's been a pretty special time to serve with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love, you know, at the end of the day, some of those callings are just the camaraderie you feel, the brotherhood, the, the unity. You know, maybe you didn't accomplish anything grandiose or impressive, but just to be part of a community, especially in a, a leadership capacity, mm. it really feeds the soul. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I think just just agreeing on on those things of, of moving forward with things like this isn't just a show. This is, this is a vehicle to, yeah. to, to greater and better things. And that, that's been an important aspect of is really just stripping away all of these things to ensure that, are we delivering the Lord's pageant? This is his pageant. Or, you know, you're serving on a bishopric, this is the Lord's ward or a stake. This, this is the Lord's stake. How do we ensure it stays that way? Yeah. And it's not ours. And that, that's difficult to do sometimes because we, we get so passionate, we get so engaged in what we're doing. We've got our own mindsets. And I know I have, you know, I've got my own way of thinking. And thankfully, I've got a wife that corrects that a lot. And and I'm sure other people will have spouses who, who do the same thing. But it's really easy for this to become something about you or, or what your feelings and thoughts are. And I think that's a key part of, of any leadership calling, really, is, is taking that step back and understanding, okay, so you might even have keys as a bishop or a stake president if you've got keys. But does that mean that this is still what the Lord's decision would yeah. be? Or just based on your your opinion because you have keys? Right. Yeah. So it, it's getting that that balance right and always understanding and not just understanding, but interpreting the promptings and the feelings of the spirit when you seek them. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful for sure. All right. So uh, do your, do your, uh, um, make your, make your communications committee proud here. Uh, if people, I, I mean, promote the, the, the pageant, obviously it's next August, 2023. Yeah. Uh, if people want to know more about it, where they go, should they plan their vacation around it? Why should they invite their family and friends, their neighbors, maybe, you know, Latter-day Saints or not? 
Yeah. So it's yeah, it's the first two weeks of August 2023, and definitely, <laughs> definitely plan your, your family run. I think one of the reasons to to maybe bring family it's it's pretty non-threatening. Yeah. And it's also enjoyable. So the the the, the team have gone to, to lengths to ensure that this is something that can be engaging for all. There's no Mormon speak, you know, there's yeah. no um, there's no proselytizing that goes on there. There's nobody's identified of who's a member here and who isn't a member here. Um, so it, it is very, very transparent. It's very open. And the feedback from previous pageants, when I've read, read through those from, from non-members, it's, it's pretty powerful reading. And so, so yeah, it's, it's worth the travel. Even if you're in a different country, it's worth the travel. And, and it isn't just for the, the hour that's on there. There's a, there's things that are going on beforehand. So obviously this is set in the middle of the, the 19th century. So people are dressed like that. It's almost like an outdoor uh, outdoor exhibition almost. And there's different games that are going on and a, a band that's playing from the, the time and the era. Great We're atmosphere. Looking, yeah, yeah, great atmosphere, especially if it's not raining. And <laughs> um, that's a big if. But there's, um, and we're looking to have engagement from the family history department, have discovery experiences taking place there as well. So yeah, it's, I think for for all ages and for, for all walks of life, it's it's definitely something that you should, should look to. And uh, yeah, see if you can get across and, and enjoy it. Yeah. Is there a certain, does the church have like a website with all the details and things or no? Yeah, there is a website. Uh, it's britishpageant.co.uk. I think I got that right. But we'll so, put it in the show notes. Just yeah, to, yeah. Just in case. So britishpageant.co.uk and, and on there, that that's where everybody applied for and everything as well. But that'll be updated. So ticketing yeah. and things like that. Ticketing isn't, hasn't been released yet. That'll be released close at the time. But yeah, you can find anything that you need to about the story, what that's about. Um, about the fire of our faith and, and, and details and, and mapping around where it's at. Okay. So <laughs> this suddenly entered my mind. I remember as a, as a youth going to the Manti pageant and there's like two things I remember. One was, you know, the actual pageant. And the other thing was like the, the quote unquote anti-Mormons that were like outside, yeah. like colonists to repentance. Do you get much yeah, of that? Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, this is just the first time that I've been in the presidency, but yeah. I, from the last time reading through and speaking to some people who were involved that that was happening. And I loved the approach that we had. We, there was a mission couple from the Manchester mission and that was their job just to kind of, you know, make sure they get out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And bear in mind, this is going on for two weeks as well. So kind of day one in, in week one, uh, there, there was a little bit of more hostility. These people were pretty fired up about it, you know, so they're outside and they're protesting. I don't know exactly what the, uh, the, the subject of the protest was, but um, they would go out and just take them hot chocolate. It was raining, they would take yeah. them umbrellas. And by the end of the two, these were just friends. <laughs> you know, they were just friends. And I don't know if these people just walked away all confused or frustrated or actually enjoyed the experience themselves. But this couple, I don't know their names. I wish I knew who they were, but they, they led this... this uh, the effort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and I just thought that that's such a good way of doing it. Because I've seen other times where people have gone and, and been challenging to yeah. them or ignoring them. And I think neither of those are, are are right. But this approach was was ministering, right? Yeah. They just went along and they just, they just looked after them. They were outside all day long. You know, so, you know, somebody's outside all day long, despite what they were doing, they, they went and gave them umbrellas. And I, I'm pretty sure if that was me, I'd have just been confused. Why are these people doing this? Right. You know? Yeah. But um, that's cool. Yeah, that was a good approach. That's awesome. I'm glad I asked. All right, last question I have is: as you reflect on your time in the state presidency and also in this uh, in the pageant presidency, how has being a leader helped you become a better follower of Jesus Christ? 
Yeah, that's such a deep and, and meaningful and, and personal question as well. I think, I think for me is that there was times where we just couldn't do, or I couldn't do what, what was possible. If I just purely relied on myself, then it would inevitably have fallen apart. It wouldn't have been what the Lord intended. This would have just been John's talk or John's interview or whatever it was. But having that reliance on the Lord Jesus Christ allowed me, enabled me even to to really sit with individuals, evaluate where, where they're at, how can I help and be a servant to them rather than them being a servant to, to me. Um, and often we would have people who would come along and say, we've came along to this activity tonight because we want to support the stake. No, you, you don't, <laughs> we don't want that. We want you to come along and, and be part of it because you're getting, it's transformational for you. There's an impact for you. Don't come if that's the motivation. And so how has it allowed me to become a better savior of Jesus Christ? I think it's allowed me to inspect internally a bit of introspection as to all aspects of my life. And being a leader has allowed me to, to really stay on my toes as well. It's, you know, when people sometimes say, I don't know where I would have been if it wasn't for the church. And, and I think from a leadership perspective, I, I, I'm not sure. But certainly, it certainly strengthened my my faith in the Lord because I didn't really have anywhere else to go. When I uh, finished, when I gave my testimony, when I was released from the state presidency, I said that there'd been two constants during this time. One was my wife because she was always there, no matter what, uh, during, during those times. And there were some difficult times as well. And the second one was the Savior. I just, the, the times that I felt that he, he may have left me, in hindsight, you look back and think, yeah, that, that was for a purpose. That was just for you to figure this out by yourself, John. And that growth was to come from within rather than completely relying on, on him who was mighty to save. And in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing when you look back at these things and you don't realize the learning that's taken place or the closeness that's taking place with him at that time until you look back and realize. I think it's also key for any leader, Kurt, that when they look back, it's, it's really easy to think, did I really make a difference? Was there any real impact? We don't get, you know, a survey at the end. How did how did President Deacon do here? How did this guy do in their call? You just move on, don't you? You just get on with it. And you don't really look for that. I, I would just say that for, for those people who, who may have felt like that, that the Lord knows and, and the Lord qualifies and he qualifies maybe even those thoughts and feelings. And as you move on, those learns, learns do come in time and in temperance and, and in the Lord's time. And that concludes this How I Lead interview. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I would ask you, could you take a minute and drop this link in an email, on social media, in a text, wherever it makes the most sense and share it with somebody who could relate to this this experience. And this is how we how we develop as leaders, just hearing what the other guy's doing, trying some things out, testing, adjusting for your area. And uh, that's that's where great leadership's discovered, right? So we would love to have you uh, share this with uh, somebody in this calling or a related calling, and that would be great. And also, if you know somebody, uh, any type of leader, who would be a fantastic guest on the How I Lead segment, uh, reach out to us. Go to leadingsaints.org slash contact. Maybe send this in individual an email, letting them know that you're going to be suggesting their name for this interview. We'll reach out to them. And... Uh, 
see if we can line them up. So again, go to leadingsaints.org slash contact, and there you can submit all the information and let us know. And maybe they will be on a future How I Lead segment on the Leading Saints podcast. Remember to learn more about our Gathering Saints retreat experiences, visit leadingsaints.org slash gathering, or click the link in the show notes. It came as a result of the position of leadership which was imposed upon us by the God of heaven who brought forth a restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when the declaration was made concerning the own and only true and living church upon the face of the earth, we were immediately put in a position of loneliness. The loneliness of leadership from which we cannot shrink nor run away, and to which we must face up with boldness and courage and ability.